0: All right. Uh, We'll start off with an intro. Uh, So, hello, everybody. My name is Cade, and I'm here with the Watauga Public Library for our 2019 podcast. Uh, And today we
1: have Jason.
0: Awesome, and today we're going to be talking about um, some changes in how sports are, are being thought of um, within professional leagues, um, and this is something that Jason has a lot to, to say about, um, so he's going to be kind of steering the conversation, and me being a non-sports guy is going to just try to hold on for the ride, so. Okay,
1: so I might have to provide a little bit of context first, so in the past with sports, with sports and teams... What would happen is with stat statistics, it would be a player would score mm-hmm. and rebound and assist, and they would just mark down that. And if they did a lot of scoring in the past, it was okay. Then this player's really good, but now, now in this new age, they're looking at the advanced stats and realizing, well, now he's if he's shooting too much, then this is actually hurting the team, you know. Right. And they're taking, and they're taking. Players that used to be really good, mm-hmm. um, because of the eye test, which is what they called it before, of just looking at the stats and saying, "Well, this guy's good." Right. And many players have been ruined because now it's, well, they shoot too much, so they can't, they shouldn't be on a court, you know. Okay. So now, it, analytics is almost helping um, to make teams better, but it's also ruining players. Well, almost really players' careers because there have been many players who've been able to put up lots of points and a lot of stats and fill up the fill up the box score, right? But n- not been able to impact the team because of advanced stat- statistics. Now. Okay. So it's all uh, the new age of analytics has almost ruined their ruined their careers. Right.
0: So correct me if I'm wrong. So like we're kind of looking at something like you know before it was awesome because like look this guy scored. I don't know what a lot is. 30 points a game. We'll mm-hmm. say that's a lot. Yeah. Okay? This person scored 30 points a game. Look at how many points this guy scored. Wow, that's remarkable. Yeah. Now, it sounds like they're looking at okay, he scored 30 points a game, but, but he, he missed it. 60% of the shots he threw. Yeah. But they're not looking at the fact that he had the ball the entire time and yeah. threw, you know, 100 shots and made it, you know, this mm-hmm. many times. Um, that's really Interesting. Um, so, in your opinion, then, it's looking at like some of the the great basketball players from before this, like your Michael Jordans, your Shaqs, your those, do you think that those players would have had the same level of success that they had in the heyday um, under this new
1: system of like analytics-heavy basketball? Well, uh, I think really players players like that they're kind of a player that. Um, they're relied on for a specific thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, multiple players were relied on for just that specific thing like scoring. Right. So I think their impact um, might not have been as big. You know, they might not have been viewed as the same kind of person mm-hmm. if they in the advanced analytic age. I think that they might have been viewed as a little bit lesser, as right. in, um, well... An example is Carmelo Anthony at the very beginning of his career was seen as a score, a lethal score. He could shoot from anywhere, and he was a great player. But as the advanced analytics age began, um, all of a sudden he became, well, he's a ball hog, and he shoots way too much, and wow. he can score, but he, he doesn't do it effectively. Oh, okay. And he doesn't pass, and he hurts the team. Right. And he went from this perfect player that everyone wants on their team mm-hmm. to someone that no one no one wants on their team because he right isn't effective.
0: So now with this kind of shift in perspective, mm-hmm. is it purely on like the league and the team side of things, or is it impacting how the fans see some of these care or these players as well?
1: Um, many many fans. I for one am still a very big fan of some of those players, even though they, um, even though they are viewed differently, um, because of statistics. But it's really just the it's a team perspective really because um, Houston the Houston Rockets are a very good example of um, picking and choosing players and getting rid of players that aren't helping mm-hmm. um, that aren't helping them be effective their game plan basically now is to shoot a three or make a layup okay. n- nothing else if they shoot anything else it's hurting them okay so they're a very good example of if a team isn't fitting their system if their team is hurting their if they're hurting the team in any way, they'll get rid of them. So right. it's really more of the team in the league that's... Right.
0: So it's less of a popularity thing and more like yeah. a financial yeah. career impacting thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I guess with that, so using like the Houston Rockets as an example, is this shift in approach to picking your team and what players you have, is that giving them results? Like is the Houston, are the Houston Rockets doing better or worse since the shift than they were before?
1: Well, they well in the they haven't had very much success late in the playoffs, but they have been a very successful regular season team. They have been in the uh, out of the eighty two games in the regular season the past two ga- the past two seasons they have won 60 win- they have had two sixty win seasons. Okay, they have produced a uh, most valuable player in the regular season, James Harden. They've had incredible success in the in the regular season, but I just don't see that their type of play style translating to the playoffs and right. You know, in the future, so. are there any
0: teams that are kind of a holdout of the old way of doing things that don't appear to be doing the the heavy
1: analytics? And how are they faring in comparison to some of like the Houston Rockets? Well, there there are many teams that have been able to um, adapt to the new way of thinking and be able to and be able to find success, but there have been many teams. Um, that have tried to stay stay um and protect the old way of thinking and not been successful um a an ex- a successful ex- a successful example of the new way of thinking would probably be the Golden State Warriors a lot mm. of fans are the a lot of people are fans of the Golden State Warriors right they're they just made it to their fifth straight NBA finals this year okay um and they have adapted to the new way of thinking a lot better than some okay many uh, many teams have not been able to play as well as. Okay.
0: Um, and is this purely a basketball thing, or are you seeing this in other sports? Like, is hockey doing coming to a similar approach where they're less looking for a a you know a person who's all around good, and more looking for like, okay, well, this person
1: is specifically geared for whatever pe- killing power plays or. I have not been a big hockey fan, oh, okay. so but it it really it, I've seen analytics change the game in multiple other sports but I think that it's really been the bas- it's been basketball's new way of thinking right um, you know and in the past um, it well as I said before it was the eye test you looked at a player and if he put big numbers in right. on the stat sheet every night then he was clearly a good player Right. but now that there are cameras everywhere in, in an arena and you can in their advantage, and more advanced way of mm-hmm. thinking now it's well he may not have gotten 20 rebounds in one game but he also but he was a what about all the times that he tipped it to a teammate or he was he was out there being down getting down and dirty and you know right. fighting in fighting there now in the past that wasn't there it was just you got the rebound that was your right that was in your statistical category right and now it's everything is tracked Everything, every little thing that you mm. could impact a team with is now there because okay. of the. So it sounds like there's there's kind of pros and cons mm-hmm. to
0: it. So it's it's maybe taking away from some of those people who are just kind of all around, you know, high score getters or that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's also giving more attention to some of those players that maybe they don't put big numbers up on the scoreboard, but they're helping the team in more subtle ways. Yeah, exactly. and kind of allowing those those players to get kind of more of a uh, recognition in a more of a yeah. chance at having a real career.
1: Yeah, Cool. Exactly.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. No, it's interesting because, like I said, like I'm not a big sports guy, uh, but I have seen kind of the shift in um, kind of analytics and that kind of thing in um, like UFC and mm-hmm. MMA fighting. Yep. Yeah. Um, where before it was very much like, oh, okay, like we're gonna score it based on like, okay, this guy's clearly winning; he's beating the tar out of this other guy. But now, with them being able to look at the the tapes and stuff like that, you have things like tracking significant strikes, like what makes a strike significant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if someone has a scores a takedown at the end of a round, there's a higher chance that they're gonna win the round, even if they were getting the tar beat out of them beforehand. Yeah. So it does seem like it's kind of a shift through a lot of athletic endeavors and a lot of different sports, not just basketball, but it's interesting that it seems to be such a a major, a major shift in basketball, considering like how long basketball has been around. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that, that might be why it seems so significant because basketball has been around for hundreds of years. Yeah. Um, Whereas, you know, and then now it's just shifting the game, whereas, you know, MMA fighting has been around for 25. So mm-hmm. a, any shift is still like, oh, well, it's a new sport, like, and whatever. Um, so it is, that's, that's very interesting.
1: Yeah. And um, it's just interesting to see the opinions of um, a lot of, uh, after NBA players retire, it's usually they either retire for good with all of their millions of dollars yeah. or they become a coach or an analyst. Right. Many choose the analyst part yeah. on like big networks like the ESPN, ESPN. and TN, TSN. Um, and many of them aren't viewed really as analysts as much as they're just talking heads. They're right. just TV personalities. Yeah. A big example is Charles Barkley of former mm. Phoenix Sun. He's he is definitely a, a he is definitely against the analytical age. He's he's definitely the Um, voice of well he looks he looks you can watch him on the court and he is a great player so therefore he is a great player and what uh, like all these advanced numbers are not not making any sense and they're not they're not going to help make it the basketball team better if they've got a bunch of good players then that team must must do well right right, you know
0: that's interesting um because i know again like i'm not a big sports guy I grew up in a hockey home. My mm-hmm. dad and my brother and my sister are all very big hockey fans. Yeah, and I know that at one point the the New York Rangers um, were kind of known for being that team that had more money than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So they would just buy up all the best players. Yeah. However, that didn't translate to you know having more Stanley Cups than anybody else. That yep. didn't necessarily translate to having. You know the best team in the league just because they had all the you know the best players again using kind of a similar um, eye test. Um,
1: and then all of a sudden, the Rangers were screwed when the salary cap. Was yeah, exactly. So
0: that so they got hooped when that whole thing came in. Yeah. Um, it sounds like this is kind of the new version of that, where it's not so much, you know, the money side of things, but like, okay, we we you know you look at them and you see all these these players and clearly they're the best. We want to put mm-hmm. them on our team. But it might not be that simple. It might not just be. Oh, we have all of these high scorers on this team. Clearly, we should be doing the best. Well, you don't have anybody that's kind of your your enforcer. You don't have anybody that's in there, yeah. you know, maintaining control and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and and a perfect example in basketball was last year's Lakers. They had a star-studded team full of stars. They had LeBron James. They had. Um, they had lots of other stars like Brandon Ingram and a lot of other great players, and it looked as though that they were going to have 50 wins, 60 wins. They were going to go to the playoffs. They were going to go to the NBA Finals. No. They were going to be the best team in the league because they had all of these good players. And then a lot of controversy happened because LeBron James, who's basically the general manager of the team, even though he's even, even though he's only the player, he makes basically all the decisions right. for any team he's on. He threatened to basically trade everyone on the roster for just one player, really, because he wanted to play with that one player. Yeah. And all of a sudden the team chemistry went from yeah, we've got LeBron James, we're going to the playoffs halfway through the season, the team chemistry went from here. Yeah. All of a sudden nobody likes to play with LeBron James because uh, because he's a kind of a jerk. <laughs> because he wanted he just threatened to trade all of us. He doesn't right. he we aren't trust we don't trust him because for all we know he we, we might be gone by the end of the season. So right. They may have the talent, but it's really just, if you can't get the players to work together and like playing with each other, you're not going to win games as well.
0: For sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. Again, like, as somebody who's not a big basketball person, not a big sports person, it makes a lot of sense. Like, you can see it kind of on both sides. Like, you can see how, like, yeah, you want to kind of, there's things that analytics aren't going to pick up. Um but at the same time, like there's things that if you're just watching, you're not going to see the guy you know in the corner fighting for the control. You're mm-hmm. only going to see like the big dunks and the big three point. You're going to see and... the
1: Sports Center top ten players. Yeah, right? exactly.
0: Yeah. And none of those those guys that are kind of your mid range but are helping make sure that they're setting up your big scores. Mm-hmm. You don't see those guys. Yeah. Um, whereas with this system, it seems like those guys are getting a little bit more attention, a which little is bit more credit. Yeah, which is great for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, no, it's on the, interesting.
1: but on the other side of the coin, it's really just all of those players that were just so seen as the, if you have this player on your team, you're mm-hmm. destined to win a championship. All right. of a sudden, they're not effective anymore because, see, they're not, they can do one good thing on the court, but mm-hmm. everything else is just...
0: Right. You know. So then, in your opinion, looking at kind of like basketball as a whole, like do you think with this new system, you're getting better basketball like are you getting more more impressive games are you getting like more entertaining basketball or was the game as a whole better the way it was before
1: well i've seen a lot more of a i've seen a lot more of a team aspect these days in the early 2000s and the 90s my my um, older cousins would always tell me about well you'd always have your team the team would always have one good scorer and they'd always they take the ball up the court and they'd finish with the ball in the hoop. Right. They, they shooting it always an isolation play, them taking the ball, putting it in the hoop. Right. And now there's more of a team aspect these days. And I, I for one really enjoy that this new style of okay. this new style of play. Interesting, you know.
0: So yeah, so it seems like you know there's kind of some resistance to change because you know it's been done one way for so long mm-hmm. but it might not necessarily be a bad thing because you know you're you're getting more entertaining basketball it's not it doesn't seem like it would be as predictable mm-hmm. it's not always like yep if you get the ball to jordan yeah. that's all you got to yeah everyone's got to cover jordan because well, if he gets the ball you're screwed
1: in the 90s all you had to do was if you had your if your best player was if like if you were opposing Jordan, your best player would be guarded by Jordan, and yeah. he would always have the Jordan. It always have the ball to score, and he would always defend the best player on the other team. Right? You know, he was the yeah. yeah. Whereas now,
0: it from what you're saying again, don't watch basketball. For from what you're saying, it sounds like it's more kind of you have to really make sure you're playing the whole team. Yeah. You're yep. not you're not playing up against Jordan. You're yep. up against the Bulls or whoever. Yeah. Um. That's interesting. That that as someone from the outside looking in, it sounds to me like that would make, like, it seems like a positive change. Yeah. Like it seems like it's much more entertaining and and kind of a a good direction for the sport to go. Um, again, as as someone from the outside who doesn't know a whole lot about basketball. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, anything else about this that you wanted to kind of no, write up or
1: discuss? No, I think that's it.
0: Cool. All right. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Um, yeah. Check in next week for a new episode, and we'll discuss something else.